Welcome to Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. I am your host, Dave West, codename Phantom Troublemaker. And I'm your co-host, Noel Wood, codename Crapshoot. And I am your Cobra intern that apparently is using broadband, codename <laughs> Legion Cub. <laughs> so this is a very special episode, a special mission, if you will, one that we did not have on the schedule because... When Hasbro says, hey guys, we're going to have some G.I. Joe announcements. We're going to do a G.I. Joe panel. You never really know what that's going to involve. And I didn't want to schedule a recording for us to talk about like two new classified figures, uh, which it's, it's worth mentioning. Uh, an omission from this is the much rumored Alley Viper. Uh, no word on the Alley Viper. So that, that was uh, one thing to get out of the way right out of the gate. Uh, but we are going to run down all of the news, all of the tidbits of information, all of the turns of phrase from the Hasbro PulseCon G.I. Joe panel that took place uh, this past Saturday. And it was very informative beyond just the product reveals. Uh, it was presented uh, by Emily from Marketing, Lenny from Design. Who, who, by the way, I, I would have to say, I think if if I currently have a man crush, it is Lenny from Design. <laughs> uh, Corey, the 3D sculptor, and Chris from Engineering. A really good representation of the G.I. Joe team. And I think uh, the best crew that we've seen so far from one of these panels. And Emily from Marketing, and, and I could be totally off base on this, but I got the impression that she didn't necessarily... No, like I wouldn't say she's one of us. Like I don't necessarily think she's a lifelong GI Joe fan, but her knowledge and her enthusiasm and her professionalism were fantastic. I, I thought she did an awesome job of moderating this panel. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't cringe. I'll no, just put no. it that way. And I did during some of the other Hasbro stuff. Let me just tell you. Nobody uh, but... said foot stands or anything like that. This time. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, in this crew, I mean, it, it became very clear over the course of the panel with this crew, nothing like that was going to happen. Uh, they all knew their stuff. Um, it was it was solid. I, I, this was a fantastic panel, I thought. Uh, and we kick right into things. I was very impressed because they gave us a pretty big reveal, even though it's one that's been rumored. Right out of the gate, we got a look at the classified series Battle Android Trooper. Yes. When they when they popped this up on the table, uh, was your first reaction, oh, I guess I need to cancel the Super 7 ones now? <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't ordered my Super 7, but I, I yeah, I definitely said as soon as this thing goes, goes on the market, which we don't know when they're going to actually put this up for sale, because it's the only one they announced that wasn't immediately available to purchase later on that day. Uh, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and put my order in for this bat or a couple of them as soon as I get the opportunity. Well, I really appreciated the transparency. Uh, Emily immediately said, unlike the other things we're showing today, this one is going to be available at a later date. Uh, they acknowledged all of the shipping problems and, and supply issues a couple of times throughout this panel. I felt like the level of transparency was was different from what we've seen in the recent past. Mm -hmm. uh, and she said, we want these pre-order experiences to be better for you guys. We want you to be able to get these without frustration. So this bat, 
We want to show it to you, but we also want to let you know we're going to wait until we can give you the best order experience possible before we make it available. And that was that meant a lot to me. That was a big deal. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so as far as the figure itself, uh, first first look out of the gate, Christian, what are you thinking looking at this thing? Oh, man. Um, I only just finally pulled the trigger on classifieds and um, I was actually at, at work when Noel texted me the photo of the bat and I was like, yep, I'm so glad I'm finally in this <laughs> because that it, it's, it's as great as the super seven figure, just not cartoony. Right. It, well, it feels like what I think most of us wanted GI Joe to classified to be from the beginning, a faithful update yeah. of the classic bat design. And I love, I actually really like that panel that they've added to go over the exposed circuitry of the chest panel. I, yeah, that was kind of blowing my mind when I kept looking at the photos. Um, I was like, well, it gives it another element of battle damage. Um, well, it makes it makes sense because yeah. you know, before that's really it, it's very toyetic but it's not the best design choice for a battle android trooper and now we have an optional piece to put on top of that which which in and of itself is toyetic because it gives right. you another little piece to futz with as a toy to lose at some point <laughs> well, yeah and and growing up as a kid of the 70s and 80s uh hello fembot and maskatron aspect of it so I, I dig it. Well, and I like the interchangeable heads. We get, mm -hmm. uh, much like the Super 7 Bat, we have the battle-damaged head and the standard head. Uh, I couldn't tell, because the one of the first things to say about this panel is we missed a little bit of information because there were some big audio problems for the first about half of the panel. I'm glad that I wasn't the only one. I thought that was my net my network connection. But, no, uh, it, it was, uh, I mean, it was happening. It was worse watching it live. But even today, there were parts where the audio just cut completely out. Uh, and apparently that's just an issue with the original feed so that, that it hasn't been corrected in the stream or anything like that. Uh, so there was my question about the bat was, are both hands interchangeable uh, to use with the weapons? And at one point, it looked like Chris might have been addressing that, but the the audio dropped entirely, so you couldn't tell. And I don't really care. It's just it's just a point of curiosity for me. I mean, the pictures that are available, and there uh, there's obviously fewer pictures of this one because it, there's not um, this one is not available to purchase just right, yet. Right. Uh, but from what I can tell, it looks like it's only the right hand that's interchangeable. I'm not sure. Um, which would, I mean, that would be true to the original figure yeah, if they just yeah, did it's, it that it's way. Fine. And I'm fine with that. Yeah, I don't need both hands to be able to be lost. <laughs> However, <laughs> with most of the classified figures that come with additional hands, they include a left and a right. True. Yeah, so, but this is, this is a different, because uh, where the bat, it's more forearm than it is hand. Right. The attachment, so I think it's a completely different peg point. It, oh, it definitely is a thicker peg than so I, 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 what the human characters have. I'm going to hold notice, out hope that it's both. The uh, I, I would love for it to be both, like the uh, the 25th bats. Uh, I believe both hands swapped out. I, yep. Uh, 
I like the more almost Terminator or T-800 looking arms on this one. Like they're kind of pistony and a little more robotic, I guess, if, if uh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, I just really like yep. what they've done with this design. And of course, the classic black and yellow looks fantastic. And his boots are more like robotic. They don't look like human feet, like yes. the original figure. And the backpack has a different design, which I'm, I'm, I don't mind it, but I do wonder why. Because you'll notice one accessory goes in the middle pointing up, and then the other ones go on the sides pointing down. Yeah, that's an odd choice. It's not bad, it's just different. Yeah. I mean, as, as true to the original figure as this is, and was clearly designed to be an homage for, that is a, that's a detail that's kind of unusual, that they wouldn't have kept that aesthetic of the different hands you know just pointing, pointing upwards up, on his right. back yeah but again not not a big deal at all just just an interesting decision and you and you wonder why but uh must have figure 100 and you're right i mean I'm, I'm gonna have to i have pretty much stopped troop building with this line because it's too expensive and, and thus far has been just kind of frustrating <laughs> but i mean two bats are a must because i've got to have the battle damaged head and the regular well, and also uh, the battle damaged, I'll take the chest piece off and mm-hmm. then the regular one, I'll leave that chest covering on with the regular head. So, I mean, this this is one that uh, it makes it worth it to display too. Uh, so, I one thing I enjoyed about this panel, well, before we move on, any last thoughts about the bat or have we pretty much covered that guy? Pretty well covered, I think, about so one thing that I enjoyed, and, and really this goes for PulseCon both days, because I watched a lot of the content uh, that was put up at the time, like in, in watching it real time, I kind of felt like, okay, that's nice. Get to the reveals. And I want to see new toys, but watching it through again. And in retrospect, I really appreciate the way they presented this with they'd do a reveal. They'd focus on the artwork. They do a reveal. They'd focus on the dioramas. They did the spotlight on backyard battles. Oh yeah, uh, the Instagram account. Like, I really appreciated that they made this feel like something that would have been at a convention rather than just steamrolling through a bunch of reveals and wrapping it up. Like it was, it was entertaining. It was more than just here's product, go buy it. It, it they they threw some neat extras in. I thought. Well, and it felt like they were lending a sense of importance to GI Joe as a brand. Yes, because if they just were out there revealing products that just says, all right, here's some stuff, buy it. But they really wanted to give you a little insight on the design, a little insight on, you know, what the the, I mean, the the artwork and incorporating those poses and encouraging people like adults to go out and play with these toys. Like, I really felt like this was a this is probably the best presentation they've done, period, since G.I. Joe has kind of been relaunched about a year and a half ago. And I liked the integration of the other licensed products. They had the shirts on from, uh, I can't remember the name of the shirt company, but if you Google GI Joe shirt on Amazon, you'll find them. Uh, they had the Tiki mugs, like they integrated Mm -hmm. the other things in as well. And, uh, yes, of course it's marketing. It's the, you know, crass marketing, but I like it because it shows somebody is thinking about these things, which like you said, lends GI Joe, uh, some significance uh in in the eyes of you know from hasbro's perspective and in the eyes of the fans yeah i'm all from to me it 
it felt like we're a community. Like you're GI Joe fans, we're GI Joe fans, and that's why we're here. Even though yes, it's to sell product, it just it felt more like, hey, we're just hanging out with a bunch of other GI Joe fans that want to show us cool stuff. Yes, yeah, and absolutely. I like that. And that's that's one thing that the Marvel team does really well is they feel like, hey, what's up? We're your buddies that work for Hasbro. Here's the stuff we're doing. It, it, they they they've really mastered that feel, and I feel like GI Joe has with this panel has kind of come close to to doing that, and it it makes a big difference because I'll tell you right now, there's some Marvel Legends. Uh, the, I, there's a lot of their product I don't love, but because I feel like I know the team a little bit through these panels and everything. I'm like, Oh, these guys are cool. I get why they did that. Like it, it, it creates a whole different perspective from the fans point of view. Uh, one, one interesting thing to note during the bat reveal, Lenny specifically name dropped Dr. Mindbender. Yeah. Uh, I, I was actually waiting for them to announce Dr. Mindbender in this, in this right. set. But I wonder I mean, granted, he's mentioning him as the creator of the bats, which, which is a great thing to see acknowledged. Uh, but I do wonder if it is a Marvel team style thing because they do little things like that. They'll throw out little hints, little clues as to what's coming, what's in the pipeline. Uh, so I wonder if this might have been sort of an intentional, like, I'm going to say that name and, and just leave that little breadcrumb out there for the fans to pick up. Well, I can't imagine, considering the depths of what they've done with some of these figure choices, that there's not a Dr. Mindbender in some pre, yeah, some sort of form at this point. <laughs> and and we'll we'll get to some of the, the wild stuff that they chose <laughs> over the course of this panel. Um, but before we get to that, they covered the Master of Disguise Zartan, which now you guys kind of dipping your toes into classified a little bit. I'm all in thus far. So I jumped on and, and got my master of disguise Zartan, which hopefully will be shipping soon and will be reviewed on the needless things, YouTube channel. Uh, so was this one that you guys were interested in? I've got the regular assortment Zartan. So if, if I didn't already have it, I might be interested in this one. Sure. But honestly, I've got, I've got the one. He looks fine. I don't, I don't need a second Zartan figure for a couple of features that I'm really not going to spend any time, like a lot of time. I'm, you know, I'm going to probably just kind of put them up on the shelf and display them. So. Yeah. Unfortunately I'm on the same page as Noel. If, if I didn't already have a Zartan on the way, then possibly, but I'm not big on color changing well, I think the, the, cause honestly, I'm not that enthusiastic about the color changing because I'm not a big fan of the color that he changes to it's to me, it's a little too blue, mm -hmm. uh, but I still think it's awesome that they executed that. And I think, I mean, you got to have a Zartan figure that does that in some form. Oh, for sure. I think there are like Zartan uh, fans. I think this is, is great. And I love that they're in the ways that they can, they are doing more to acknowledge the, the making them similar to the original yes because that kind of plastic that kind of uh photosensitive plastic doesn't exist anymore so there was no way to recreate that right so i'm glad they figured out a, a way to sort of simulate it uh but i will say the deco on the master of disguise zartan i love and he is he's going to be replacing regular zartan on my shelf well okay not replacing because i so far i've still got enough room where i haven't had to pack anybody up yet 
so like the superior versions go to the front of the shelf and the the lesser ones kind of move to the back um so uh, yeah this I, I like the deco on this one a lot and of course just more accessories to throw in a bag and stick in a drawer uh backyard battles feature was very cool go check him out on instagram uh, and then they did something interesting. Well, they did a couple of interesting things here where they talked to the G.I. Joe team members and asked them first, and we'll talk about this one first, what they want to see in the line. Uh, Chris, our engineer, immediately said he wants vehicle drivers, which my response to that is, why? <laughs> uh, why and wild weasels, and, specifically the example right. you brought up. Because some of them have... Like such amazing looks. I get they, that we're not going to be able do. to get the vehicles, but I would buy a classified his tank driver like that. Well, there's certain like there are certain characters who are vehicle drivers that we don't necessarily think of that way. Copperhead, because, like, co- Copperhead co- yep. Cover girl Cover is girl. one who was you know main mainline character. Uh, like Wild Bill was such a major character in yeah, the cartoon. Yeah. You know, th- those yeah, are ones yeah, that right. I could see them doing. You're right. There, there are a number that are definitely essential. I guess I'm thinking of of uh, sort of the nameless, Maggot. faceless Cobra. Right, right. Uh, so yeah, there, there's some vehicle drivers we have to have, even if we never get the vehicles. Um, what if they throw Wild Bill in with like the Skyhawk? That wouldn't be a bad call. Hey, I, I no. Yeah, I might, I might be up for that one. Uh, Corey wants. He's the 3D sculptor. Uh, he wants Shadow Tracker, which is really funny because it's a total 3D sculptor answer. <laughs> like the guy wants to get his hands on doing this character. And, and for those who may not know, the, uh, I'll tell you right now. The only reason I know Shadow Tracker is because I have Shadow Tracker from the, I think it's Pursuit of Cobra. Yeah. Uh, he came from and he basically looks like, because they released a version of Spirit that basically looks like Billy from Predator. And then the Shadow Tracker basically looks like the Predator. Uh, I would love to see this character in classified style. It's, you know, it's something newer, it's something different, but as we see, they're, they're going to some wild places uh, with this line now. So I'm, I'm open to that. Uh, And then Emily name drops Pythona, which I think anybody would be happy to see in figure form. Finally. Well, uh, in, in mass market or mainline figure form, I guess. Yep. Uh, and then finally, Lenny wants Road Pig. His enthusiasm for Road Pig <laughs> was delightful. And I'm so glad he brought up the silliness of having a cinder block as a weapon on a, on a stick. <laughs> yes. Because, yes, it would be good for one-time use. <laughs> right, exactly. But it would get the job done. Right. Uh, and and also mentioned that he feels like they definitely need to get deeper into the Dreadnoughts anyway. So, uh, which is, I, you know, I, yeah. I mean, Torch Ripper and Buzzer, I think, are necessities. They really yeah. have to get those guys out. They they absolutely do. And and I would say Lenny's answer over anyone's probably is is the one that's most likely to be sort of a hint towards the future. Mm-hmm. So that that was I just thought it was interesting to hear their thoughts on these things. Uh, and then once they were done with that, Emily said. I want to assure you guys, this line is not going anywhere. We're making a lot more figures. So that was nice to hear. You know, whether whether it is 100% accurate or not, who knows? But the fact that they stated it is great and, again, shows that they do have a dedication. to Because before, for the last 
few panels they've done, I, I have felt like Lenny is there as our cheerleader, as, as us in the room, as the guy who's really into it. And that the overall perspective aside from Lenny was like, here's GI Joe. It's this thing we're selling. This panel felt like a push. It felt significantly different as far as Hasbro's investment into the brand. Do you I will think... also say, no, go ahead. No, but I was going to say, I will also say this is the first one we've seen really where they're all together in the same room. And I think that that brought a different energy to this panel than the ones where you had people that were essentially on zoom meetings in, in different parts of the, the, the world yes. talking about this product. So yes, I, I, I really like, I noticed that immediately and I was like, Oh, okay. They're all together. This is, you know, this is going to be a lot. I think it's going to be a lot more full, rich presentation. And I, there's a part of me that also wonders, so this is the person we've had post the Snake Eyes movie. So leading up to the Snake Eyes movie, behind the scenes, you know, we've discussed how were shipments changed, how were things delayed, and then you have all this talk online with how difficult the line is, is the line dying? So part of me did wonder, like, is are, are they coming out of the gate swinging with this one to force feed us and let us know, like, no, we have faith in this property. Doesn't matter what the movie did. We know there's been problems with ordering stuff or, you know, having stock of stuff. So we're, we're fixing all that. Like, we're gung-ho, pun intended, for G.I. Joe. <laughs> That definitely seemed to be the message to me. And, and I think by the time the panel is done with some of the th next things we're going to be talking about, there's no denying their full steam ahead in a <laughs> lot of ways. Uh, so the next thing that they mentioned, uh, while they never specifically said that Cobra Island is done, they did say that the next target exclusives were going to be, as has been speculated, Tiger Force and Python Patrol, which... I love because it is a specifically branded line of essentially redecos. And the smart thing that they're doing here, as they showed with the first reveal, is first time in the line Outback is going to be Tiger Force Outback. That's because he's awesome. Well, he is awesome. Like, this is one of my favorite reveals of the entire yep. thing. But you know, we kind of speculated with Cobra Island, like, oh, well, they put, you know, these characters in the Cobra Island line, and then we'll get regular versions later on down the road. And and so far, we haven't seen a lot of that. Uh, we still haven't seen Beach, Beachhead in the main line. Um, but with this, it seems to me that the Tiger Force and Python Patrol branding is very specifically so. If you have to be a... Uh, uh, early adopter for Outback. If you've got to have an Outback ASAP, you're going to buy this Tiger Force version, even if it's not necessarily the one you want. And then there's going to be a regular Outback on down in the main line. That's that's the impression I got from this. And mm -hmm. that's confirmed with, with uh, I think anyway, a couple figures from now. But let's talk about Outback first and his incredible t-shirt. That's my biggest complaint. What? He doesn't have he doesn't have the original Tiger Force Outback logo with which is just the just the orange shirt with that black kind of crude tiger 
Like this is like a really detailed tiger picture, and I wish it was the other, because because to me that's that's Tiger Force Outback. He has that silly little simple like simplistic tiger print on his shirt. That's funny. I I don't disagree with you, but I also don't care just because I think it looks so great. And that bright orange, th- this figure pops. Yeah, hanging on the pegs. This is going to draw attention with that the white hair, the orange shirt, the fatigues, like. He looks great in the box. Uh, and that Tiger Force logo on the box looks great. But comes loaded with all the accessories that this guy would need. Like, I, I can't think of anything I would have done differently with this character in this figure. And it's a, it's a heck of a way. I, it felt to me like they were starting the sentence with an ex- exclamation point. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I was. He, he just looks all I, raggedy and, and rough and... Awesome. But that's that's uh, how Outback should be. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. Grizzled. this is per- perfection. Well, and they mentioned it was funny. Uh, while they were presenting Outback, uh, they talk about Outback smelling bad. <laughs> like he's out and he's out, you know, in the jungle doing whatever. He's probably going to smell terrible. And then I think Corey, who had been in mid thought when they said that, said we wanted to bring that to the figure. And I was like, wait, are they going to make him like Stinkor? <laughs> Real With old man sweat. Put, put some patchouli on him. Real jungle BO smell. Uh, I, but I, my gosh, I, he just looks fantastic. I, and I want both versions of Outback. Like, absolutely. And they, they also beefed this figure up. So he's... He's a little bit more muscular. He's a little bit more bulky than most of the figures. They mentioned he wasn't quite roadblock, but he was a little bit bigger than Duke, I think, is how they described him. And what's interesting here is the the number of accessories he comes with if they do want to do. Well, I guess they did uh, with the Cobra Trooper. They did the reissue that came with less accessories. Um, so we have seen that carry over to the main line. So with Outback, once we get a standard version, you know, maybe they drop a couple of these items out I don't know though. You can't really lose any of this. I mean, he's got to come with the rifle, the flashlight, but then his backpack has the storage for the other stuff. So if they do a mainline release, I don't really see it getting slimmed down any accessory wise. No. Uh, all right. So Outback, great way to kick it off. And, and uh, they mentioned that, Target had had issues with Cobra Island. No, oh, Noel on camera with the original Outback right there. Very nice. My, my O-ring broke. I have to get. I have to give him surgery. Well, perhaps you could get some uh, food grade silicone O-rings, <laughs> which which we'll talk about that later. Remind me to bring yeah. that back up. Uh, so they acknowledge all the Target issues. They say that Target is doing their best, which we we already saw with Breaker and Barbecue, because those were easily available to order if you were on top of it and then came back in stock repeatedly over the couple of months after they were initially offered uh so we've already seen target implementing new things to make these pre-orders less painful and to make sure their inventory levels are where they need to be well Uh, sorry i will will say yeah i will say some people were not happy about the pre-orders though still not arriving at their homes when they were seeing just swaths of those things on the shelves at target though with yeah but that's that's something you just got to deal with um I, that doesn't bother me honestly because you know what if i see it on the shelf i pick it up i buy it and i cancel my pre-order 
It's not yeah. a big deal. The pre-order to me is a way to, well, okay, barring it getting randomly canceled <laughs> or you not paying attention to emails Target sends you telling you you need to update information, which by the or, way- Or them not sending you those emails and just doing it without well, that's, giving you That's a, warning, a whole separate issue. Which is what they have but, done to me. On, on a number of my pre-orders, I have gotten that email that says, we need you to confirm a new estimated arrival date. And you know what I do? I click on it and I confirm the date and I don't have any problems. If you ignore your emails from Target about your pre-order, you can't complain when they cancel your pre-order. Well, if you're if you're using a lot of email services, they see an email from Target, they immediately put it into your junk folder. And that's well, what you- happens to me with any marketing email, pretty much. I have to like cultivate that. Or else I'm never going to see that kind of email. You have to add them to your contacts. Yeah, yeah. Because I've I've got Yahoo, which is the worst of the worst of the email services, I feel. And all of my target stuff comes through. But like Christian said, I've got them marked as a okay contact or whatever it is, which I guess is the step you have to take. Well, Uh, as of recording this, because I'm on target right now, pre-orders for Outback are still available. Still open. So that... Kudos. More more than Kudos. 24 hours after he initially went up, pre-orders are still available. And that's the next thing I was going to say is I, I've been super, super busy the last three days. And even though I sat there and watched the G.I. Joe panel, I got on Pulse at four and ordered the stuff that was on Pulse. And then at five, completely forgot about the Target stuff until like 5.15. I was like, oh, no, the Target stuff. I missed it <laughs> and went and ordered everything. No problem at all. So. I mean, that's, and we're looking at it now, like I said, over 24 hours later, still available. I think that's fantastic. Uh, All right. Next up, Target exclusive Python Patrol Viper. Very interested to hear you guys' thoughts on this one. I love, I love the original Python Patrol Viper. So I have nothing but love for this, uh, this repaint too. Yeah, I, if you didn't get the other Viper, then this is a great opportunity. I like the deco for the Python Patrol. So I was happy with it. This is another one that I think really pops in the box, like hanging on the pegs, if it ever makes it to pegs, which, which I will say this. We, uh, in our coverage over the past few months, I, I had been speculating like, oh, more Cobra Island stuff which granted was available for order on the website and, and people have gotten it. Uh, but I was still under the impression that it was going to show up in stores. I've seen nothing, no Cobra Island in stores at all uh, in Metro Atlanta anyway. Uh, but your Python patrol Vipers are available right now from target. So go pre-order them. I, I just, I still have a problem with the thighs on this one. I don't like the padding being on the top of the hip and then on, and on the uh, inside of the thigh. It just looks so strange to me. Yeah. And I get, th- I get that at this point, they're not going to correct it. Well, I say correct it. That's my assumption that there's an error here, which this may be fully intentional to do this extremely weird way. <laughs> it is odd. Uh, it's, but, it's honestly something that I, I remember us t- talking about it when the first Viper was revealed. I never thought of it again, and I never thought of it until you just mentioned it again. So uh, yeah, I'm just staring at this figure, it, it doesn't bother me at all. Uh, but uh, the yellow looks great. The the was a radar deflecting pattern, whatever it is on his sleeve uh, sleeves. Uh, just just a really 
nice toyetic again there's that word again but i i like when they lean into let's make this an exciting looking toy Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's what they've done with this one i think he's awesome and i like the uh the deco on the backpack looks really nice as well and that's maybe if you know we see the viper because we still haven't seen a mainline viper nope uh and that's something that could potentially get dropped out on a mainline viper which is very much needed by the way but yeah, this is a cool one. Great choice uh, for a Target exclusive. And, you know, as much as I'd love to have like a dozen of these guys on the back of my shelf, again, not troop building him. This is going to be a one shot for me. Which brings us to the first brand new version of a character, uh, technically, to hit, I guess, I well, t- no, Ro- Cobra Island Roadblock would be kind of a brand new version of roadblock we hadn't seen a roadblock like that before yeah i think he's different enough to qualify but there was never a python patrol bat uh battle battle android trooper in the original line and now this is the first way the bat will be available which goes back to what i was saying about hey if you gotta have a bat right now Here's this one, and then later on, you'll get a regular bat, which which I think is a fine way to do business. I have no problem with that whatsoever. And you've mentioned Toyetic quite a few times. I have to say, out of all of the reveals, the Python Patrol bat is 100% the most Toyetic because his the, the cover piece has the Python Patrol <laughs> logo yes. and wording on it. So just in case, G.I. Joe, <laughs> you thought we're in the clear. Oh, no. This is just a Python Patrol bat. We still have to worry about regular bat. And my my initial reaction to that being on the chest plate was I hated it. I was like, that is so stupid. And then I was like, what's wrong with you? That's awesome. I love yeah. it. But I did a complete 180 on that uh, within seconds, really. Yeah, you would think dumb, but honestly, I, I do. I like it. It just it's great. It, it screams. If this was a variant they had made in the, you know, the 80 toy line. Yes. That is what they would have done. And, you know, the thing is that chess piece is removable. So if you don't yep. like that, leave it off. Put it in a bag, put it in a drawer. Actually, I think for this figure, prefer that chest piece on. I don't prefer it on on the uh, on the original bat. Yeah, um, at least well, the, the regular bat that they haven't yet announced the uh, the release date for. But for this one, I think it looks great with that with that cover on. It makes it it makes it look different. It makes it stand out. Well, and the deco on this one circuitry isn't quite as uh, detailed as it is on the the mainline bat. So. It's not as exciting to look at anyway. And I'm looking at the backpack now, and I was actually wrong. Um, two of the implements face up, and then the third one hangs down on the side. Oh, yeah, because we've got it in package. So, yeah. Yeah. So you can actually tell here. But uh, that so artwork that's does not look anything like the bat's head mm-hmm. on that packaging. <laughs> it looks like it looks like the either uh, retaliation movie or like Crake version of Cobra Commander. That's weird. Is it that different? 
it's, it is. Yeah. Yeah, you're I, right. It's, I don't it's see pretty... that and think that. Yeah, it is. you're right. You're like right. The, the bat figure is your regular 1970s, 1980s comic book artwork. And that package <laughs> helmet is, is 1990s image bat. <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. And I'm not saying that as a negative. I'm just saying no, no. it's very detailed. It has more angles to it. And I kind of like... Like, I like the figure version better, honestly. I I like the artwork. I would have liked that as an alternate head for the Python Patrol. That would be cool. That would be. I'm cool. glad because the I mean the Vi- the Viper. I like the the modern Viper head sculpt, but it's so much different from the original '80s Viper. But they they did not uh, they didn't vary this one at all from the original Bat figure. I mean, this is a perfect update of that original Bat head. It's just not quite as bulky. Yeah. Yeah, it looks great. Awesome figure. I, like I said, I, Outback, the Viper, and the Bat. I've got pre-ordered from Target. They'll whenever they're get. Well, when are these supposed to be shipping? Oh, they didn't specify. It's it's the old. I noticed this is what TBD. Target's been doing lately. It's just coming soon. <laughs> so so probably early 2022 is my guess. Uh, and they did note once they were done with this present portion of the presentation, uh, more Tiger Force and Python Patrol coming throughout 2022. So Which, I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, if they do a Python officer, I'm buying so many of those because that is my favorite version of the Cobra Trooper. I costume that one partially because I love that figure so much. I'd be willing to bet we'll see a Python Patrol Crimson Guardsman before which, we which see a regular. Which makes no sense. Which before we see a Python Patrol or before we see a mainline Crimson Guard. That's yeah, my that's, that's my bet. It's it's not a uh, that's not an outlandish prediction based I, I on wonder, the fact that they're putting the regular the, the regular bat out after this bat. Right. I, I wonder if they will make the Python Patrol Crimson Guard less hideous. <laughs> because that is one of the ugliest figures. I don't know. The Python Trooper is probably the ugliest of all the Python fi- Python okay, Patrol figures. I gotta go. I gotta go look this up. Python. Well, while you're doing that, uh, if you say Tiger Force, the first two that come to my mind are Outback and Flint. So I'm assuming a, a Tiger Force redeco of Flint. Yeah, I think with Tiger be... Force, because you've got so many of those figures that you've already released. You've got a Duke and you've got a Flint. You can do those repaints. Although the Duke figure. I was thinking about this because, and we'll get to some other reveals. You guys, you may as well stop right now because you know the next one we're getting is is going to be Tiger Force Roadblock. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) Just stop it right now. (laughs) But I was thinking throughout this presentation, I was like, those when they first revealed uh, Roadblock and Duke and Scarlet, you know, it's almost two years at this point in time. I was really disappointed because they tried to update those figures and make them more modern and, and stray a lot from the aesthetic. And they clearly have abandoned that idea because yeah. Yeah. these are just straight up homages to the original figures. Which is, you know, as much as I did enjoy the sort of sci-fi designs they were using, I have to admit now that seeing these faithful updates is much more satisfying to me and i think it's also what people want because you it can is. still find duke and scarlet and roadblock on the shelves at every walmart if you look hard enough oh not here no i, I haven't <laughs> seen duke scarlet and roadblock, i've not seen but any I have of them 
Flint, Lady oh, J, and Cobra Flint Commander. Lady J. I think they're still finding boxes of them in the back because I went to a, a Walmart recently and I saw those figures in in cap with the original, with that original really? display. Yep. I haven't seen those like, in wow, months. Those are still those are still out in circulation. Yeah, somewhere. they must have they must have found those hidden behind some other things. But regardless, I mean, you could find those on the shelves easily. Those three figures were very easy to find. Uh, you know, and, and I'm sure they got produced quite a bit, but they were also that's not what people wanted. People wanted nostalgia. So I'm looking at this 1989 Python Patrol Cobra Trooper. It's a it's a little rough. I can't say I'd I'd want. You this. mean the Banana Trooper? <laughs> <laughs> now the now the officer is amazing. The officer is all black with yellow gloves. Is that the one I'm looking yeah. at? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and that's and that's the one that I do the costumes for. I could I could maybe do without the yellow gloves, but other than that, he's pretty cool looking. Because <laughs> he looks like he's going to go wash some dishes. But, but, yes, the, the, but yes, you are right about the Crimson Guard, which is it's funny that there's a Python Patrol Crimson Guard that doesn't contain like really any crimson at all. Right, it doesn't even make sense <laughs> in in any way from a color standpoint, from a service standpoint, from from anything. Well, you know what? Now that I'm looking at him. I was thinking there was some green involved in this guy, and maybe maybe I was conflating him with that trooper because honestly, this this <laughs> isn't a bad looking design. I got to tell you, he's okay. I, I can't I can't get behind the Python Patrol Crimson Guard. He is he's a hideous figure. <laughs> Do you think that the Joes af- after seeing the slaughters marauders uniforms and joe's fired that <laughs> costume maker that he went straight to cobra and was like let me make your python patrol i can help you guys out <laughs> all right so uh that wraps up our target exclusives that uh already are off to a much better start uh than that line originally was Next up, we had Taboo from the Black Eyed Peas with a reveal. And I just want to throw out there, I don't know if you you guys might be able to confirm this or not. I seem to remember Taboo doing something with Toy Fair magazine. I feel like I had knowledge that he was a toy collector. Uh, does that ring any bells? I, I, I'm drawing a blank. As, as soon as she said Taboo, I was like, Taboo? And he popped up on screen and I was like, this seems, this is not uh, weird to me in the way that celebrity things normally are. Like it felt like it had a root somewhere. And I, I feel like they interviewed him for Toy Fair or maybe he, he wrote a, my favorite toys piece or something along those lines. But anyway. Yeah. I don't regardless. recall that, but you could definitely tell from this interview, he, he knew he knew his G.I. Joe like yes. this. He wasn't just a guy that was like a little nostalgic for it. Like he's still a fan of G.I. Joe all these years later. Well, and he was getting emotional talking about spirit and the fact yep. that there's representation for indigenous peoples in the G.I. Joe line, how important it was uh, being respectful. And how, and how much they did to like research and and who all they consulted with to get this figure. I like this wasn't yes. just like you know, a, a marketing gimmick that Hasbro did to get him on to talk about this. There was, you know, they, they handled this subject very sensitively. And he is, I mean, Spirit is a critical character. One of mm-hmm. the biggest characters from the early seasons of Sunbow, uh, which again, another thing I loved about this panel is the connection they make with the next figure we're going to talk about. 
Uh, but let's talk about Spirit first. The second he holds him up, you knew what he had, and you're like, oh my gosh, it's Spirit. Like before he even said anything, he just holds him up on the screen. And and Lenny often talks about the squint test that even if you're squinting, you can still tell what the figure, toy, whatever is supposed to be. And they're really nailing that squint test now with, you know, Noel, as you said, doing the, the homages to the originals rather than trying to, to reinvent the wheel. So story I have not shared on our podcast yet. Uh, the year that Spirit and all of them came out, I had saved up enough money to head to Children's Palace and get Zartan. Had Zartan in my hand, saw Spirit on the peg, put Zartan back, and walked out with Spirit. Ooh. That's he big. Has, he has always, next to Shipwreck, had a big, big connection for me. And this, I was so glad they went with like, that was the first thing I said to Noah, like, oh, they went with his G1 look and not that terrible 50th anniversary makeover. This. Which is not terrible. I love it. it yeah, I'm, I'm actually <laughs> a big fan of that makeover, but. Oof, not me. But I, this is I, this is what we wanted for this. Yes. Time. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and the, the fact that freedom is so articulated. Fully well, articulated. And has the eagle. wing option. The wings. Like, yep. uh uh, yeah, and he stands see, up on his own without uh, like he'll he'll stand on a flat surface as well as perch on the shoulders. Well, he's got because um, Spirit has like sort of a falconer's glove on his left arm that Spirit plugs into, and then his backpack, uh, which this is sort of a nod to the one of the shipwreck. I think the shipwreck movie figure that came out that has the post on his backpack for Polly. Mm-hmm. Um, the spirit Vol- Voltar has... had that too for his vulture. Oh, nice. Okay, so that's that goes back even further. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, there's a post uh, for spirit to uh, for freedom to uh, perch on on the backpack. Which, by the way, love that the backpack is more than just one color. And then spirit himself is now a sniper, and that sniper rifle is beautiful. Yeah, it yeah. is. Uh, and that was another thing I noticed is that all of the new figures they showed have more realistic look, which I never had a problem with the Nerf guns. Honestly, that didn't bother me. But I got to say, now that we're seeing more realistic guns in the line again, okay, yes, this is better. As long as and they don't sculpt giant pegs sticking out of them. And the sniper rifle with um, with its details it it does kind of lend a little bit of uh, of an homage to his original uh, gun, yes. his little his little mm-hmm. arrow gun that he had, yeah. uh, without actually uh, completely invoking that design. But you can definitely tell it's inspired by it, and it's also very reminiscent of like a dragon of sniper rifles. So it does have that real world element. And looking at uh, Lenny mentioned that they have a new peg system that made me nervous at first because all I'm thinking of is the. Uh, troopers with the giant pegs sticking out of their nerf guns but what they have here is a peg sticking out of spirit's backpack and it actually fits through there's not a hole in the rifle it fits through the trigger guard so that's how you mount the rifle onto the backpack which is great i'm so glad there's not some big giant hole just in the rifle 
uh, which yes, you're not going to carry your rifle around by the trigger guard, but let's remember these are toys. <laughs> uh, d- d- the fact that that peg is there for storage is just a nice extra. And he's got his pistol. He's got two different knives. Uh, just colors are perfect. That portrait is tremendous. Oh, yeah. Very stern face sculpt. I love it. I love and the they, bangs hanging over the front of the headband. Uh, just really phenomenal looking figure. They, they've again, they've just knocked it out of the park with this one. Uh, so this one uh, went details. up. Details. Mm-hmm. Oh. Go ahead. Oh, I think Noel froze. I, yeah, my internet just decided to take a. Take a what? We'll never know. <laughs> uh, so this one went up for pre-order pretty much everywhere. What I've done now with my pre-order game, because I these, I I don't want a chance finding anything in the store anymore. So if if it's a figure, a toy, I know I have to have. What I do is I pre-order from Hasbro Pulse, and I will also pre-order from either target or amazon uh or big bad we'll get to that in a second but it's basically a race to see who gets it to me who ships it first and whoever ships it first i go cancel the other pre-order uh which pulse is usually last but i have never had pulse cancel an order or have an issue with an order or anything like that so they're they're like the one that's reliable but you're gonna have to wait longer uh target i've i'm trying to think i think i've had walmart straight up cancel pre-orders i can't remember target ever canceling a pre-order on me uh and then big bad charges a little bit more but in my personal experience has gotten things to me the earliest yeah big bad's usually if i don't get it straight from the source like you know pulse um big bad is my go-to because I know I'll get it and big bad. I've never had a delay with target. I have obviously with, with Walmart, because it seems like they delay everything. But big bad is more transparent and lets you know about delays. I feel like much sooner, like the shipping, I'm not past my shipping date before big bad lets me know. Yeah. This product is delayed they'll typically send out a notice the manufacturer has has let us know that this product is running late or or whatever the case may be they're they're very open about how everything's going uh and more about big bad in a minute uh but just to wrap up with spirit they went directly from spirit into a lovely segue i think it was emily who said and in keeping with the tradition of the sunbow cartoon Uh, For our next reveal, we wanted to have Spirit's nemesis before there was Snake Eyes, which is not quite accurate, but we get what she was going (laughs) for. There was Spirit versus Storm Shadow, who in the cartoon, because Snake Eyes is a character who did not speak, you had Spirit versus Storm Shadow was the big rivalry. And they're finally giving us that classic Storm Shadow figure and I think up to this point, we had all kind of assumed the first mainline Storm Shadow we'd get would be a white repaint 
of the Arctic mission Storm Shadow. Whether that was ever a plan or not, I don't know. But now we are getting a straight-up classic-style Storm Shadow. Uh, Noel, when you saw this, what were your feelings? When does this thing go on sale so I can buy it? <laughs> um no yeah i mean i i mean because it's it's a perfect update of the original storm shadow figure um and it's got so many great accessories the the perfect you know just stark white with the black sash across his chest um and the and the balaclava it's it's everything i ever wanted in a, in a classified storm shadow and I have to roll something back because on the Needless Things YouTube channel, when I reviewed the movie Storm Shadow, I speculated because I just couldn't figure out why he wasn't white or why his costume. I know why he's not white, why his costume <laughs> wasn't white. Uh, and it uh, the only thing I could come up with is maybe they just can't produce plastics that retain a pure white color anymore. Because I, I just couldn't imagine why they would make him that uh, off-white, creamy color. It didn't make sense to me. But then, like, shortly after posting the video, I realized I've got toys all over this room that are modern toys that are cast in pure white plastic, painted pure white, whatever the case may be. So there's really no good reason. And, and honestly, if they re-release that movie Storm Shadow in pure white, I would buy it again because I love that figure. Uh but here we have whiter than white uniform, uh, but I love all of the color that they've worked in with the white. His foot wrappings are like a gray color, uh, as are his forearm wrappings. Uh, he has the armor, which Lenny pointed out that that is uh, Japanese archer forearm armor. Like, that's a thing. Uh, he's got the... Uh, his shoes are the separated toe. I can't remember what those are. Tabby? Is that what those are? T-A-B-I? Is that right? Yep. Anyway, nin ninja shoes, I guess, <laughs> uh, with black soles. Uh, so they've, yes, it is our pure white storm shadow, but he has lots of great additional color worked into it while still remaining what storm shadow should look like. The only thing that bothered me, and I'm looking at the pictures of him now, and it looks like it'll be something you can correct yourself. I didn't understand why his belt was on backwards. They have it tied in the back. Uh, but it looks like, matter of fact, I'm looking at it right now. It's absolutely, you can turn that around. Because it looks like the belt and the bottom of his sort of gi is a separate little piece that goes around his waist because I want that belt in the front. It looks yeah. like, like clicking through the pictures, it just looks like their photographer wasn't paying attention because in some of the photos, oh, it's on the it, side here. It is more towards yeah. like the front or the side, and in some of the photos, it's I see what you're talking about. Yeah, completely wrapped around. Well, and the model that they had on the desk during the panel had the belt and tied in the back as well. Mm. Uh, but whatever the case, this figure looks incredible. It's got the, the backpack setup is the same. It's it's the quiver with the two swords, uh, the, the two, which something I'd like to mention here is uh, scabbard, scabbards, sheaths, scabbards. <laughs> the places where he puts his swords are enclosed. Now, they do have a vent at the bottom, you can see, but it drives me nuts 
when action figures at this scale cheap out on a scabbard where like the whole back of it is open or like a portion of the blade sticks out like the uh the cobra commander figure uh is mm-hmm. built like that where i i, I hate that the the whole point is to prevent the sword from cutting anybody <laughs> so if you've designed this thing where part of the sword is hanging out you've done a bad job uh so th- this is this is tremendous I, I love the compound bow it looks great everything about it I do kind on the one hand, I kind of wish the throwing stars on his bandolier were removable, but on the other hand, you're going to lose those things. Exactly. (laughs) I love Uh, the removable cowl. I like the fact that you can, you can have him displayed just as the original figure would have been, or you can put the cowl on him, which gives him a little bit more of a, a little bit more of a menacing look. And the fact that they included both pieces for, for the cowl. So mm-hmm. it can be down, or it can be up, or you just take it off entirely. Uh, yeah, that just looks great. They, they've done again. This is what the people want. Looks fantastic. Uh, all right, let's see. Oh, uh, one of the funny things that brought up, got brought up during the panel. Chris, the engineer, mentioned that they inadvertently in in making this figure made a bow and arrow that worked and actually shot the arrow like two feet <laughs> and that uh i guess q is q and a quality assurance maybe yes uh had a little bit of a problem with that so they had to retool that and figure out a different <laughs> way uh to to make because what i'm imagining is that they might have actually had a functional compound bow like with an actual string going through and that that was a no-no because you can't do that <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that was a, that was a funny little story that they shared. Oh, and this uh, he is going to have uh, the biggest ranged butterfly joints that we've seen in the line thus far as well, because they wanted to make sure that as an archer, uh, because anybody who's got any Hawkeye figures knows you can't quite get that nice archer pose. Uh, and with this one, that's you know, and also he's a ninja. Ninjas need to be super flexible and combaty. <laughs> Uh, all right. So yeah, just to throw this out there about Big Bad. So that's uh, two figures, Spirit and Storm Shadow, that they've connected. They're going to be in a wave together. And that's all they said about that. But then when you go to make your pre-orders, well, you can go to Amazon and pre-order Spirit and Storm Shadow or Target or whatever. When you go to BigBadToyStore.com, which I did because of Noel, because that's where you ordered your guys, right? Yeah, that's where I got my, yeah, my Storm Shadow. And, and the next one we're going to talk about. I didn't want... I'm already... Because we, pricing-wise... Six-inch scale figures from Hasbro uh, started the year at $19.99, zipped right past $20.99 to $21.99, and then $21.99 seems to have lasted for like three months, and now we're at $22.99 going into 2022. $22.99 is a price I'm going to have to get used to, but I'm really chafing at it right now. So when I went to Big Bad and saw $24.99 for these guys, I was just like, oof, that's it's a bridge too far. I can't do it. But then I noticed, Noel, that it said new wave of three figures for G.I. Joe Classified. And if you click on it, it's Spirit, Storm Shadow, and a secret figure. A third figure that will be in this wave that has not yet been announced. Now, it might be the bat. I don't know. But it was a you know one of the bunk because Big Bad will do that where you get one of each figure from an assortment. So I ordered that because whatever that figure is, I know I'm going to want it. 
so I went ahead and uh, did that. And uh, that's Big Bad, as far as I know, is the only place that's even made mention of this mystery third figure for this wave. So a pretty interesting little piece of information there that I found uh, because I decided to stop being a cheapskate and be a big boy and go (laughs) order from Big Bad like Noel did. Uh, All right. Our next little kind of get to know you segment, uh, Emily asked the team who their favorites were. Uh, Corey or who their favorites had been in the line so far to work on. Uh, Corey said he's a troop builder. He loved working on the Cobra Trooper. Lenny loved the bat. And uh, Chris said that his favorite to work on so far was spirit. And then we get one more classified reveal. And I like the way that they did this. It was just a fun little bit of business where Emily says, well, we haven't talked about Fiona or no. Uh, What about Fiona? And Lenny's like, we haven't talked about Fiona yet. Oh, ho, 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 I guess we do now. <laughs> Crockmaster and Fiona, which, by the way, is what is on the box of this. Let's see. Let me pull it which up. Which means here. that they got a trademark for that name. They got a trademark <laughs> for Fiona the Crocodile, which I think is fantastic. But yeah, if you look at the box, it says Crockmaster and Fiona. Uh, Fiona, another tremendous animal that we're getting as part of the G.I. Joe Classified series. If you've got your hands on Timber yet, which, by the way, another reason to order from Big Bad. I got my Alpha Commandos six weeks ago, maybe. The the review's up on the Needless Things YouTube channel. uh, And other people are still waiting for them from from every retailer. Like, even some people that ordered from Big Bad are still waiting for them. So, uh, the, the, the Timber is incredible. I can't wait to see Fiona in person. 12 inches from snout to tail. And I didn't notice this on the first run through of the video. It includes little baby crocodiles too. Yes. Little baby crocodiles that that are carried in his mouth. Diablo (laughs) and Georgie are their names. Uh, This, another one, absolutely incredible. (laughs) And again, like, there is like if you if I looked at this, I would have just thought this was like a you know either somebody's custom or this was the like twenty fifth version of Crocmaster because this is a straight up just retool of the original like nineteen eighty seven Crocmaster figure. <laughs> I mean it's <laughs> it's wild. Uh, they did point out that his vest they went to to they put effort into making it look like actual crocodile skin. And if you look at the sculpt, you can see, well, the sculpt and the paint, uh, the textures and the paint job on this, it, it does look, I don't want to say it matches Fiona because that seems a little ghoulish, but <laughs> it looks like he's wearing some real crocodile uh, on there. He's just everything uh, again. They're just killing it. You guys. Now, with where you're at in your own personal classified series collecting habits, is this Crocmaster a must-have? Oh, he's already purchased. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, I had to have this. I had to have this one. Just because of how ridiculous it is that this is pretty much the biggest single figure that we've gotten thus far, because he comes with a 12-foot long or sorry, 12-inch long crocodile. Uh, yeah, this is this is a wild, unique thing. And and I, the only thing comparable we've got to this is probably Baroness with her motorcycle. Well, I guess uh, Breaker. Well, the Ram. Breaker yeah. and the Ram. Uh, they're 
but this how much more fun is a crocodile? But the motorcycle and ram can't eat you. Exactly. Right. <laughs> uh, the only minor, minor quibble I've got with this is I don't like the way they did the whip. Not at all. Uh, I would much rather that be, you know, with with as much stuff as they make out of really, really soft plastic now, why couldn't they have just made this whip like just super, super soft, like rubber or plastic or whatever? I don't like that it's in this posed, curled up state. Yeah. I yeah, can the- handle that top curve. It's the bottom one. Like right, the, right. the 25th didn't have that. So there's there's no need. Yeah, and I'm I'm not saying they need to put like a, a string on a handle like Beastman or something, but <laughs> but the, this they they kind of missed the mark with the whip. But everything else is fantastic. I love the giant hook that he comes with to mm-hmm. sort of control the the crocodile's mouth, uh, the the big collar. Everything else is a 100 on point. And still the giant crocodile eye on his yes on, on his, his belt. Piece. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic, Noel. When when uh, when are we getting a Crockmaster cosplay from you? Oh, uh, I don't I don't think I have the guns for that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, this was this was a delightful reveal, and another one that you know most of what we saw today, yes, had been rumored, but y- you don't know until you see it, and once you see it, it like you just don't know how much it's going to live up to anything until we get these pictures of it in the box so uh, to me that's a whole different experience getting the actual reveal than it is seeing some guy say hey here's the leaked list well okay whatever uh so we again no mention of the alley vipers uh which is fine Uh, we i for my money we got plenty from classified but ladies and gentlemen we are not done there is Oh, so much more. But before we get to it real quick, I want to ask you guys, we got two animal reveals this panel. We got Freedom and we got Fiona. If it were up to you, what would be the next animal or animal and companion in the line? Uh, And I'll just throw it out there. Mine's pretty basic, but it's just a team I really want to see. And I specifically want to see. Uh, this character in classified form. I just, I want to see law and order really bad, especially after seeing how well they did timber. Uh, But, but I also think like, I want to see this military police look in the classified style. I feel like that would be very, very cool. An update would be awesome. No, I'm going to let you go next. Cause I feel like my answer is going to not be uh, I, a popular choice <laughs> <laughs> you know uh since i'm a since i'm a big dreadnought fan it might have to be naga hide and clyde oh yeah that's solid that's solid yeah like i don't think we're gonna get that one before we get uh the the three original dreadnoughts and or road pig um but maybe down the line that's that's a dream but but you never would have thought we'd get Crockmaster before we got a bat that's true (laughs) (laughs) or or a dr mindbender or a crimson twins or any other like major characters (laughs) right or anybody (laughs) exactly what's what's next big boa (laughs) (laughs) we can we can dream (laughs) um gosh oh my gosh dude what if what if they go after rocky again 
and we get as like a Comic-Con exclusive, a Rocky Big Boa two-pack. Guys, that could happen. That could yeah. happen. I mean, I'm that's sure, that's sure Sylvester Stallone like, wants to make some money. Yeah, that's 100% <laughs> something that could happen. Whoa, that would be awesome. Okay, sorry, Christian. What, right. what is before we so, before we get to boas? After seeing Crocmaster, it made my mind totally go. What would they do with Raptor? Yes. Oh he no, is, I love that. He is a crazy concept. I know so many people hate him, but looking at how they pulled off Freedom, I I just wonder can if they stylize the bird helmet a little bit more they could actually make him incredibly freaky and fit in classifieds i love raptor and i have invested more time in thinking about a classified raptor than is probably healthy (laughs) because (laughs) one he's got to be a deluxe figure Mm -hmm. has to be because i need one set of wings that like drape and hang and I need one set of wing, like would almost be look like almost look like a cloak because I want that callback to the original toy. But I also want some big, like Marvel Falcon style yeah. wings, like functional wings. So and I they want... need to expand like like six feet in either direction beyond <laughs> his arms. Yes, uh, yeah. but but yeah, I want one to. One to be almost ornamental, like a cloak that just hangs down, but then another set that's legit like flying wings. And I want him to come with a little laptop because he's an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm I'm hundred percent on board with Ra- who yeah, his bird, whatever. Sure, we need another bird. <laughs> but like Raptor is really the centerpiece, honestly, of the entire classified series. If it's up to I me. think Raptor would have to come with multiple birds for this. Yeah. I think I think having yeah. like here's what they do a couple falcons and an eagle, and yeah. So Raptor gets a mainline release that comes with the mechanical wings, like Marvel's Falcon figures. But then, just like Master of Disguise Zartan, they do Master of Accounting Raptor that comes <laughs> that comes with all of the extra birds or all the extra falcons or whatever. Uh, the cape that I was talking about, a computer, uh, really just do it up for the for the all the fans that want a nice raptor figure. Oh, oh, all right, all listeners. So, any Both of, of you out there who <laughs> do web comics, we need Raptor, Master of Accounting. Yes, please. And, and it's actually where he trains these birds not to attack, but to do Cobra's finances. Yes, that's that's a freebie from Audible Interlude <laughs> yes. to anybody talented enough to pull it off. <laughs> Just send us a send us a link. And a thought completely apropos of nothing, 1987, the the big main primary G.I. Joe character they released was named Falcon, and they also released a Cobra Falconer. <laughs> Do you think that maybe they were supposed to be like intense rivals in the fiction? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. They are now. <laughs> uh, in all my right. head cannon. So now... You know, it, it seems like we've talked about, uh, about a lot of really exciting, crazy stuff so far. You guys, it's time now for the main event. Well, I, this <laughs> oh, isn't even this is oh. the this is the prelude to the main event because 
there have been rumblings, there have been rumors, there's been speculation based on some things that have been said by notably Brian Flynn of Super 7 about how Hasbro specifically said, no, you can't do O-rings, we have plans for those. Ladies and gentlemen, we found out about the plans for the O-rings, and the first offering, uh, keeping with Storm Shadow, a Commando Snake Eyes versus Storm Shadow two-pack uh, the heart is in the right place, but we got a couple of things we've got to dissect about this set. But first, you know, right out of the gate, this Storm Shadow, uh, people who've been clamoring for O-Ring to return, what do we think of this Storm Shadow? I mean, this is essentially OG Storm Shadow with a couple of modern touches. Uh, I noticed the shoulder rivets are, you know, white, white to match the surrounding sleeves. Uh, it was stated that the forearms on these new O-ring figures will be PVC so that the thumbs are flexible enough to not snap off. Uh, and the O-rings in these figures are food-grade silicone so that they're stretchy and durable. Uh, they do the job, but they're not going to deteriorate like the O-rings of the 80s that were never meant to last beyond 10 years or if that uh now here here was my first thought when chris the engineer was telling us about these new o-rings hey guys maybe you should put bags of those o-rings up for sale on hasbro pulse <laughs> it'd be a pretty good idea i think yeah uh so this storm shadow completely classic storm shadow just a modern uh not, not even style i mean it's it's a total redo just using modern i guess materials and engineering uh, comes with his two swords as his classic backpack. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to get a look at all the accessories because this this set does come with a number of extra accessories. He's got two sets of nunchucks. He's got his uh, bow. And it looks like that's it for Storm Shadow. I'm clicking through on Hasbro Pulse. I do like that. Well, we'll go ahead and talk about his companion piece. Uh, Commando Snake Eyes. I appreciate the decision since this is our first batch of O-rings to go with the OG snake eyes. I don't particularly care for the decision to put ninja snake eyes on the front of the box. <laughs> you guys, uh, I mean... it's not that difficult. Please <laughs> stop doing this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how hard is it? And the, at least on his blister card, uh, it is the correct commando snake eyes and he includes his Uzi and his satchel. Uh, and then the extra accessories I assume will be packaged elsewhere within the box. I love the design of the box that it looks like an old school carrying case. Uh, one of the old uh, clear vinyl and cardboard deals uh, like so many toy lines had when we were kids. Uh, the snake eyes figure itself is a really nice looking matte black. Mm -hmm. it just looks very very classy uh and then optional accessories for him he comes with the backpack uh the gigantic uzi that i hate and the gigantic sword that i hate which also does not match the sword that's on the front of the box <laughs> uh but that's fine because i can only assume we'll get a version two snake eyes at some point and these are extras when you open this box up here's here's the important part when you open this box up you get a carded snake eyes and a carded storm shadow and their original accessories are on that card 
I am noticing, though, that on Snake Eyes packaging, he just looks old school, looks great. On Storm Shadow's packaging, he has this giant ugly blurb on the bottom left proclaiming his swivel arm battle grip in five different languages. <laughs> Not a fan of that. Uh, but everything about else about this set, uh, it's I mean, these are, these are uh, to me, these are must-haves, not just because they're O-rings, but because they're the first pieces in an all-new line that uh, will be exclusive to Hasbro Pulse, it sounds like. Uh, the only thing I kind of balked at, $39.99 for this two-pack. What do you guys think of that? Well, I bought it. Uh, <laughs> me too. I did think it, I did think it was a little, a little high, but... I mean, really, when you think about it, these are going to display really well. Um, I'm going to I'm going to open them up. I'm going to put them on my shelves, possibly even in place of my original Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes. Oh, well, so that those aren't just like out there exposed to the, to uh, the world and, and risking falling off a shelf sure, at some sure. point in time. So, you know, they'll, they'll probably be stand ins, especially with the, the Storm Shadow. Um, the 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 elbow looks a little little weird um where probably you have different two different kinds of plastic together and that rivet looks a little off um and that could just be that this you know that that's not necessarily gonna be the final figure that you receive because these aren't shipping right. until like next year um but but yeah i mean i they they were must-haves for me too christian how are you feeling about this set I am super excited for everybody that wanted O-ring figures. <laughs> it's it's not my thing. I, I I agree with everything you said, though, as far as the look of the figures. I really like how they did Snake Eyes. I absolutely hate his extra accessories. Um, They're the worst. They are. The, but, but he has a backpack. But I know there's so many people that have been clamoring for O-ring figures for so long. So honestly, I am super, super, super excited for them. And I'm glad that they did leave Snake Eyes that completely black. They didn't decide to go in and paint details or anything like they've done on other versions of this Snake Eyes. Well, they needed that tooling budget for the oversized gun. <laughs> Save on Deco. Uh, but this, this is a great set. It's a great way to kick off a new line, which, by the way, the big quote to me was, we have big plans for this line. Now, whether that was directly referencing the next and last thing we're going to talk about or a bigger plan, which I've got to imagine a bigger plan is at hand. Uh, I liked hearing that. Again, it's one of, the, one of the things that was said that meant a lot to me to hear from these people presenting this panel. All right. Uh, so before we move on to the big final thing, we do have to address the elephant that's not in the room, and that is Walmart's retro line. <laughs> Did not get a single mention here. Uh, but as I was saying, like with with those figures and those vehicles that we've seen out lately, they just they just appeared in the wild. Like they like his tank just was getting reports that hey someone just found this his three at right. the store we never heard anything about it same thing with like the 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 stalker and the cobra trooper and officer there wasn't a lot of press ahead of time they just appeared people just started reporting that they were showing up in stores 
So that may be the approach they're doing with those. And, and honestly, I don't mind that approach. I, and I hope that is the case because now with the new, I guess it's safe to call it Vietnam tooling because that's where that line kind of took a turn. Uh, but with the new tooling on Stalker, on Grunt, on the officer and the trooper, I'm looking at this as a new line. I really, really like it. And I would like to see the original 13 done in this style at least uh, before they cut it off which if it ends now it ends now and they go forward with o-ring and i'm okay with that uh but i really would like to see that walmart line continue i'm 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 invested in it now and it's found a weird niche in my gi joe collecting that's its own thing that isn't classified but also isn't 25th poc whatever I, I dig them. I really like those. And of course yeah. you can find reviews on the needless things, YouTube channel. Bing. All right, guys, this is it. This is the big one. <laughs> this is the thing that we're probably going to spend an additional hour and 20 minutes talking about. <laughs> Let me pull up the page here. <clears throat> Holy cow. You guys, a has lab sky striker. Now, when they first pulled this thing up, my assumption was that it was going to be designed to go with the Walmart retro style figures, a 25th anniversary style. And then I realized that the ace they were showing us was very clearly an O-ring ace. So this goes right along with them saying they have big plans for this line. Uh, but right out of the gate to, to produce this Sky Striker, which they had tons and tons of of uh, great looking digital renders but they also had a fully tooled up model live in the panel that lenny literally could not keep his hands off of. <laughs> and i Can understand my gosh <laughs> this thing is absolutely gorgeous and that's coming from somebody who like I've got a sky striker hanging. I've got two sky strike uh, sky strikers hanging from my ceiling right now that I get to look at every day. But this is, you know, those are both 25th anniversary style. This is something completely different. It has a right out of the gate. It has a different look to it. Quality wise. There's just so much to unpack here. Uh, and what I think the most important thing is, is how all-inclusive this toy is. It's not just a Sky Striker. It's everything. And it was very interesting. Emily kept talking about storytelling. And it's accurate because this is everything you need to tell a story with a Sky Striker. So when they pulled this thing out, Christian, what, what was your reaction? Well, you were you weren't able to watch live, but yeah, I, I didn't when, get to watch it. When live. Noel sent you the picture. <laughs> well, no, no. So Noel didn't send me the picture. This is this was the 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 great thing. So Noel had sent me pictures of everything else, and I kept, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I can't wait to get off work and go home. And then he he was like, Oh, an O-ring sky striker. And I was like, Yeah, I'm getting a robo skull <laughs> like no content like whatever i'm excited for all you guys that want a sky striker right because without the context of this right just i'm thinking hearing, oh it's well, another is, sky striker this is the sky striker that they you know re-released right so right. many times and then when i, I got home, undersold it <laughs> oh, i was like oh no 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 don't do this to me 
Don't Sophie's choice me already. <laughs> it um, is. I mean, because when you say, oh, it comes with a lot of accessories, it, it comes with more than just missiles. Like all of the, the blast effects, the stand, just... Support it's a vehicles. toy photographer's dream. And blast effects for the jet, for yeah. the missiles... For the ejection seats, <laughs> for the uh, the forward mounted the guns on the nose cone, blast effects for that, which I hadn't even noticed until just now looking at it. Uh, it's it's crazy. The the uh, fuel vehicle, the uh, artillery vehicle, uh, the two the ace and the co pilot. From the original box art that was never released as a figure of any kind, which is yeah, which is so fantastic random. that they would think to do that. Yes, well, <laughs> and I always in my head it was Ripcord, which doesn't make any sense because he didn't come, he wasn't out. Yeah, when he didn't the come Sky out until came out. But like, if you had asked me on the box art, like who was in the cockpit with Ace, I'd have been like it was Ripcord, right? It totally wasn't. Uh, it was this random guy. I can't, they said his name like 20 times. Wayne, Wayne Ruffle. Wayne Ru- Good old Wayne. Well, and the same, they did the same thing with the Dragonfly, um, where there's a character, there's a, there's a name on that one too that wasn't ever available. Is it because everyone figured, okay, it's airborne? But no, it wasn't Franklin Talltree. It's another, it's another person's name. And I'm looking that one up right now too, because that, that leads me to believe are they going to release that character with maybe a pulse? exclusive or not a pulse exclusive but a HasLab exclusive Has-Lab, uh yeah. dragonfly down the line well we are at uh a, a little over 24 hours after this HasLab launched we're at 3560 backers uh the, i have backed it i have backed it once there is a potential depending on how an ebay auction i have up right now goes i'm trying to decide if i want another sky striker or if I want to go all in on the Robo Skull and and talk about Sophie's choice, you're right. That's a very good comparison because I don't know what <laughs> I'm going to do here. Uh, because this Sky Striker also has tons of customization available. It's got over 200 deco hits on the jet, but it also includes full label sheets to make it look like the original Sky Striker. Oh, and by the way, this is licensed by, uh, I didn't write it down because I thought I'd be sitting here looking at the notes, but there's so many notes on the HasLab page for this thing. Uh, This is licensed by the original manufacturers of the Tomcat. Uh, So this is like when they do Transformers, like the alternators, weren't those the licensed cars? Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, same North, kind of North of Brumman was, uh, yeah, yes. official, which which makes a lot of sense because I mean this, while it wasn't an F fourteen, it was an XP fourteen or whatever the, it, it was definitely inspired by but not an exact replica of that, which you could get away with in nineteen eighty three. You can't get away with that so easily in you know twenty twenty one. So right. they had to license that if they were going to do something that was that close to the original, which makes sense, and that also is going to caused it to the price point to go up a little bit as well but i love the fact that they included the stickers so you can make this and not gi joe uh you could just have a a, pretty much an f14 model 
that has the original, like, you know, the, the, the non GI Joe stickers attached to it. So I just noticed on here, cause I didn't, I didn't care when it was shipping. Cause I've, I've got to have it whenever uh, shipping begins in spring of 2023. So it will be in time for the 40th anniversary of the sky striker. Uh, all right. What else have we got in here? Uh, well, the, so for all this stuff, we haven't even covered everything yet, but <clears throat> it's $229 plus tax. That's that includes shipping. If you've never done a HasLab before the, the shipping is included in the price. So that's it. It's 229 plus tax. Bang. You're done. Uh, and, and I will also say if you've never done a HasLab before, you just don't know what kind of detail and love they put into these things. I've got a sail barge right here in front of me and it's the finest toy I own. It's unbelievable. It's something that could not have been accomplished at a retail level. And that's what we're looking at with this sky striker. Also, nothing like this would ever happen at retail. It just wouldn't be possible. Uh, let's see here. Two sets of fins. If you want it to look accurate to the box, or if you want to have just the, uh, well, it's black fins and white fins, uh, or I guess light gray, whatever. Uh, two full loadouts of weapons, uh, the artillery cart and the fuel cart, which, by the way, the fuel cart has a rubber hose that winds up into the cart and interacts with the jet. You can actually put the fuel nozzle in the jet. Uh, comes with a ladder. Uh where do you mention the co-pilot blast effects for everything soft goods parachutes that clip to the seats. So you can easily remove the parachutes and the strings to get the seats into the cockpit, but you also clip the parachute right on, throw it up in the air and it floats gently into the ocean, which for some reason is usually <laughs> where sky strikers got shot down. Uh, fully articulated stand the stand is a huge deal because it's included it's not a stretch goal uh the top of the stand is on a ratcheting ball joint so you can pose this any way you want landing taking off banking to the side whatever stand looks absolutely incredible and those dog bone pegs that attach all of the missiles and rockets to the underside are on the side of the stand as well so you can pose it like it's deploying the missiles with the blast effects on the sides of the stands. Uh, just, just incredible engineering uh, in this product. This is for any GI Joe fan, regardless of what you're collecting. I consider this to be a must-have. Uh, obviously, you know they're budget considerations, but what a way to kick off the first GI Joe HasLab. I know a lot of people were hoping for a classified vehicle. I personally never felt like that was practical or likely. And I'm much, as much as I wasn't as hopeful for the return of O-Ring as a lot of people are, this to me is, is kicking the door open and making a statement and saying, you know, not only here's your GI Joe has lab, but we're doing a whole new thing. We're launching a whole new line. We're, we're, at the same time paying homage to you fans who've been around for 40 years now that this is what you want. So have you guys signed up yet? 
Christian, I know you're speech. I know you're Mr. Anti O ring. You hate no, O ring. No, 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 no. When you go to your friends' houses and see O ring Joes, you pull <laughs> no. them apart and snip the O rings. No, I, I am not. I am in no way, shape, or no, form I anti O ring. <laughs> I just when I got when I sold off my O rings when I was shifting into the 25th, I kind of don't I don't want to now sell off my 25th to go back to no, you don't sell anything ever do you see what's behind me right now don't <laughs> no, sell anything I, I i understand in as i've aged i have learned there's I only know. so much space that i have um, well and but also as you age you realize like so because there's so much stuff that i've sold over the years that i was like why did i sell that why didn't i just put it in a tote why didn't i bag it put it in a tote I had enough years of that though, where there's things that I will never, never sell. But then there's some things that I'm like, man, that's been in the tote for five years. It's time to go. I, I'm not really into that as much anymore. So let's let's move I've, on. I've it's kind of like when I when I when I decided I, I don't need five different versions of the same character. Yeah. I, I need one, maybe two iconic looks, and and that's it. But this sky striker. It's is iconic amazing and and if you had it surprises me a little bit because when i think by joe that is not necessarily the first vehicle that comes to mind but if you're going to do a HasLab, that they couldn't have have done better i don't yeah. think to get the price point that you probably want this to be at this is this was a good first choice because you're not gonna like I don't see like with Transformers you did a Unicron and it was five hundred dollars and I don't know if there was anything that was gonna be comparable and that would and that you could get up to ten thousand supporters on at that price point, which ten thousand um, is a pretty pretty nice low number compared mm-hmm. to other Haslabs. Mm-hmm. So, I mean it's it's very very achievable right out of the gate. I mean, the, like, you know, I know, I know people would have would have loved to have seen a USS flag. That's not going to happen at any reasonable scale, because <laughs> no, and even the two hundred dollar price tag should probably home it into people that keep screaming about vehicles for classifieds. Right. That, that you know the the small vehicles that we've gotten for these what forty dollar figures are most likely what we're going to get if you look at $200 for this sky striker then let's say even something small like a vamp is probably going to be in that price range you want a sky striker in classified you're probably now looking at five or six hundred dollars yeah i think a sky striker in classified is probably out of the question I could see them doing a vamp because you could probably get away with that even at a retail price point. Um, Cause it's, you know, the, the vamp itself is a fairly small vehicle in the three and three quarter line. You well, could... it's, it's really less about the size than it is about the amount of tooled parts though. Right. Right. I see, I see it being like the Titan transform. Like you, you can tell me that Scorponok is out and yes, I can see him available on retail like websites but when i go into target or walmart i you know you see one at that 200 hundred dollar price point yeah and when that thing sells 
It's gone. It's not being restocked. Right. Right. That's kind of how I see any of the the classified vehicles that aren't small enough to come packaged with a figure. The stores just don't take chances on even hundred dollar things. Personally, I'm I'm just not that into vehicles for 12th scale figures. I'm just not to me, that's a scale that's about the characters, about the figures. Uh, you know, the smaller scale that I grew up with, half the point of Star Wars and G.I. Joe was the vehicles. Like right. they were just as big a part of the play as the figures. But to me, when you scale up to that six inch to the 12th scale, then it's more about the articulation, the detail, the character of those figures, and they don't need things to interact with as much at that scale. It's just not a, if, it's if, not something I want, and they take up so much space. Hasbro, if by any miracle you are listening to this, I would say at that six-inch scale, take take a look at what extreme sets and some of these other slightly inexpensive diorama companies are doing and give me some themed gi joe backdrops yes work with extreme sets to to for the six inch figures and and i'll take that any day over give us give us uh an extreme sets pit yeah give us an extreme sets uh throne room or throne room or dr Mm. mindbender's lab or whatever give us that kind of stuff uh, you know, because again, they, they uh, these panels, they're always talking about figure photography and about storytelling and environments and whatever else will give us stuff so that those of us who don't have time to build a terrarium in our home to take pictures of Crockmaster <laughs> can take some cool pictures in some G.I. Joe environments. I think that's a fantastic idea. And you know what? Maybe that's something they could do directly through Hasbro Pulse. Mm-hmm. because it is going to be a collector specific thing. It's not something you'd walk into target and expect to be able to buy. Uh, I think that's a fantastic idea. License this, you know, get, get these guys on board and license your stuff out. If, if just like they're doing with super seven Hasbro is not going to make five points of articulation GI Joe figures. They're not going to make 10th scale sunbow gi joe figures so they licensed it out to super seven well hasbro is not going to make cardboard dioramas of the pit license it out to extreme sets why not that's a fantastic idea all right you guys so oh no what is your sky striker status did you already say oh uh no i mean i i looking at this i was like wow that's that's great love to have this you know, two twenty nine seemed a little, little, little more than I usually will spend on a, sure, on a sure. single toy. Um, but you know, I spent one hundred and ninety dollars at Pet Supermarket today, just <laughs> like that. And I think you know, it's uh, what's what's two twenty nine on a toy. So I don't know. I'm I'm on the fence. I may or may you know. You're I doing it right now, back. is what you're saying live on the show. You're backing <laughs> it right now. You're gonna I mean, be. I mean, you're gonna be third. Well, wait, let me refresh and see where we're at. Oh, you guys. In the last five minutes, it went from thirty-five sixty to thirty-six hundred. Wow! So, Noel, Damn. what you're saying is you're going to be thirty-six oh one right <laughs> here live could, on the show. Could very well be. Did we even <laughs> talk about the stretch goals yet, though? No, we haven't gotten to the stretch goals yet, which I think they're perfect. But you guys made a good point that maybe they should be in a different order. But let's talk about them. 
we're looking for 10,000 to get the thing funded, uh, which it seems to be well on its way to 13,000. We get a very unique flight suit Scarlet, which I think is great. What do you guys think of this? Well, if it's, if it's, it does say digital render, but, but what they're showing there is, is an ace figure with Scarlet's head, which is fine. I have, I have no problem with that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's not a new tooling or it's, you know, I know they did the flight suit Scarlet in the the 25th line and I like that figure. Um, This isn't the same. It's just, you know, Ace's pressurized suit with Scarlet's head on it. Um, But it's, it's neat because it does, you know, it is something that we saw, you know, her, her piloting the Sky Striker quite often in the cartoon. So. And this is a way to do something that's different and unique but isn't just a scarlet figure, which, uh, you know, obviously we'll probably get just a scarlet figure in the line. And that brings me to an interesting point. So with this O-ring coming now, when they do scarlet, inevitably, do they stick with the old ugly head or do they do something different? Uh, they got to stick with the old ugly head, right? I, mean, I don't think it was... <laughs> I don't think it was ugly, but then again, I also think that you Look, know I'm sorry, most that... people when they go into the military, they make you cut your hair. So I was one of those kids when the cartoon came out and she had a ponytail. At first, I was like, "Well, that's not my Scarlet." I got used to it, but I I, I like Scarlet with short hair. I was never a fan of Scarlet with lunch lady head. <laughs> well and i think that her and cover girl both having that short haircut was it was essentially just a tooling decision right absolutely they, they didn't have to give them because you know baroness had a, a molded hair piece yeah and she was the first uh, character to have that they didn't do it very often lady J also had short hair under a cap uh jinx was wearing a, a cowl so you never actually got to see her hair um you know what really, i'm looking uh, at right now this head on the flight suit scarlet and this is just a render but this head has the short hair but i feel like it's done a little more it's a little more crisp maybe than the old scarlet but this is probably just the head that they'll use for the eventual scarlet figure there's no Mm -hmm. reason they wouldn't yeah uh but uh, flight suits are scarlet I think great decision based, uh, again, like you said, uh, inspired by the colors of that tw- 25th anniversary figure that we got. Uh, but yeah, it's just repainted ace. And I think, again, it's a flight suit. Everybody looks the same in a flight suit. I think that's, it's, it's yeah. a really neat option. Uh, next up, very interesting night force ripcord. Again, a very clever. Why are these not loading for me? This is driving me crazy. Uh, Again, a really nice way to put something a little different in here that people who are backing this are going to be excited about, but people who don't want to back this don't have to be upset that they're not going to be able to get ripcord. Oh, here we go. Uh, so it, it's, again, the, I'm sure we're going to see just a traditional ripcord using this exact same tooling in this o-ring line but the night force version with the all black flight suit green boots green gloves green harness uh great great add-on 
Yeah, yeah I, I was the one that said <clears throat> that I wish that they had been reversed because Ripcord makes more sense to me. But actually, after hearing everything that you said, now I'm sitting here going, oh, I, you know, Hasbro probably did that one because, yes, Scarlet, you did see Scarlet in the Sky Striker quite a bit. Well, first, and, first time you and, see somebody flying a Sky Striker, it's Scarlet. And recognition, name recognition. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I do uh, like this ripcord a lot. Very cool looking ripcord. Awesome variant on him, and, and, and definitely the way to go for this campaign. Uh, and then finally, uh, ripcord is 16,000 backers. And then finally, at 18,000 backers, uh, which, which again, I feel is very realistic because we've got currently we have 44 more days before this ends. So, I mean, I think it's pretty reasonable to think we could hit 20. Uh, the two pit crew members, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's great. Well, I've always like stuff like this is always something I thought G.I. Joe needed more of. Like, you know, yeah. you had your flag. You needed somebody to be, you know, yeah, out Keel there. With Hall's the, not running that whole ship himself. Yeah, yeah. You needed some support staff. Maybe they aren't, you know, official G.I. Joe members, but, you know, they're they're still there. They're still working that, you know, that on the flag. You got to have some some lower lower rank guys out there. Uh, and we've got, you know, it's, it's basically the same tooling from the shoulders down on these guys, which is a smart decision, uh, red jacket, yellow jacket, and then the heads, uh, you've got one Caucasian guy and then, uh, a black gentleman with a lovely mustache. <laughs> so a little variety, uh, very nice. I like these guys and, and they're, they're not essential, but they're cool enough that I'm like. Oh, I hope it gets there. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're if, if you're invested that far into it, you know, you really hope that you get you're going to get all that. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and that's a, that may be what does you know hitting the stretch goals may be what decides whether or not I'm going to actually you know put my order in eventually. I, and and I think a lot of people will probably be that way because personally, and I look I, that's it is it that's a good well it's it's gone up two more backers since we mm-hmm. uh, mentioned it last time. <laughs> Uh, one of those is probably no, no, I'm, uh, I think the 229 again, the shipping is included in that and the shipping on this thing, this is a large piece. We're talking about, you know, 20, 25 bucks shipping potentially, uh, 229 for everything. Just the standard, I think is very, very reasonable, but no, like you said, once you throw those stretch goals in there, cause we're talking about, okay, why don't we take a look at storm shadow and snake eyes for 40 bucks? So right here, this is by the pricing standards that Hasbro has set $80 worth of figures. I don't know if the pit crew characters they're not. are they're quite 20 buck not. piece figures, no, but you know, <laughs> I, I would say it's, it's whatever form the O-rings take place or uh, take going forward. I think 15 is probably pretty reasonable for these unless hasbro is taking super sevens reaction figures into account and they're like well if people are paying 18 bucks for those things surely we can squeeze 20 out of them for o-ring figures so i'm i am interested to see if that 39.99 is in consideration of storm shadow and snake eyes being an exclusive like introductory item 
or if those are literally going to be 1999 a piece going forward. Uh, I'll be interested to see where that goes. My, uh, I'm probably wrong on this, but right now my gut feeling is that $40 also takes into consideration that package. That's the packaging. packaging. Right, right. Um, but I can also see a toy company. I, I'm saying this across the board, any toy company looking at those and going, okay, yeah, we can hit their nostalgia factor for 20 bucks a figure. Or, Even though the retro figures are 13 at Walmart. So I think, you know, $15 for these would be more in what I think would be realistically fair. It's also possible we'll never see these single carded and they will always be offered as two packs like this. Good point. It's, it's a possibility. Uh, and we, and take into consideration the $10 price point of the retro Marvel legends. Well, you look Which, at um, the, the, Valor versus Venom era of G.I. Joe, those weren't ever single card. They were yes. selling them in, yeah, yeah. in, in multi-packs. Always. So I'll be very curious to see where this O-ring line, uh, line goes uh, as we move on. But for right now, the message, the main thing I took away from this panel is that Hasbro is excited about G.I. Joe. Hasbro has big plans in several different ways for G.I. Joe, and going in, we had no idea where the company stood on our favorite toy line, favorite toy franchise. Now, we know that they're behind it and that they're branching out in ways that we really didn't expect, didn't see coming. No. There's lots of exciting stuff coming down the pipeline and that we are... Uh, not going to be canceling this show anytime soon <laughs> <laughs> so any final thoughts now, about it? Uh, my final thought um i i love everything that they're doing hasbro you're you're you've got faith in the joe brand now start getting some of that marketing outside of just online and, yes. and, and and let the rest of the public know because um, the other day when I, I finally saw the new retro figures here in the wild and uh, when I was checking out, I had two people in the Walmart checkout line comment, oh, I didn't know they were making G.I. Joe again. So I, I, I come on, Hasbro, get that word out there. Yeah, get the awareness out there that this this product is happening because what, i think those people didn't see the million uh snake eyes ads on tv that i'm on a new level i'm on a new level you know what every 30 seconds somebody somebody our age that is not as plugged into pop culture as we are i could believe they saw that snake eyes ad and did not realize it was even gi joe yeah i mean that that's just a fact uh, I I'm just delighted. I couldn't be more excited with with how this panel went with what we saw. Sure, we could have seen some more classified stuff, but I'll tell you what, I'll take the extras we got. I'll take this O-ring. I'll take the excitement over a couple more classified reveals because you know what, those are coming, and and that's the world we live in now too. Uh, San Diego Comic Con still hasn't happened again, so we don't get those big one-time events with 
dozens of reveals. Mm -hmm. This is how Hasbro's playing it now is you get a few things at a time every couple of months or every few months. Uh, I, and this, I'd much rather that. I agree. This couldn't have, personally, I think this couldn't have been more exciting and more successful. Yep. Yep. A, a plus, a plus presentation and like so many big reveals. I'm not going to buy everything they announced, but uh, I'm definitely a lot more interested now in uh, all of the different lines that they're doing. Whereas, you know, at one time I was really interested in the retro stuff, mainly for the vehicles and a little bit more interested in classified, but as they're revealing more and more, they're, they're just going to have, they're going to have my wallet by that hook that Crockmaster comes with. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing is, is when Hasbro shows that they're invested, it makes it easier for us as fans and collectors to get invested. Yes. You guys, thank you so much for uh, doing this emergency meeting of Audible Interlude. Uh, of course, we will have our regular episode available next Friday uh, to kick off November. But for now, this is our special mission, PulseCon. And yo, Joe. Cobra. You have been listening to a Needless Things podcast. You can follow Needless Things on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at needlessthingspodcast.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh-huh.